Once again, hello everyone. Welcome to the Kirkenbauer Half an Hour. I am Bill Kirkenbauer. I'm your host, along here with Jason Wellett. How you doing? Halfanhour.com, H-A-F-F-E-N-H-A-U-E-R.com. That's the place to be. Hear all the episodes and leave us some feedback. We would love to hear from you. Bill, how are you? Well, he would love to hear from you. I don't know. Sometimes I like to hear from you. Sometimes I don't. He lives, he like. lives for your validation. Don't be fooled, <laughs> do. people. I... Don't be fooled. You may have a minute. You might have a day. A month is much too much. Or wouldn't you say? A second is too short. A neon too long. A week is just stupid. And so is this song. Ooh, everybody's got a We've uh, been bringing other people into the show lately. Mm -hmm. uh, we spent all that money to, to get the equipment to be able to do so. And so I've been, I've been asking uh, different people that I know, and I, I've been around for a while, and I, I just uh, made a list. And I said, I want to invite one of the f funniest people that, that I think it is around. And, and this guy killed it. I got to tell you, I, I have laughed harder at this man than any person that I can actually think of on a personal basis. And when I say laugh hard, I mean that thing where your gut hurts, <laughs> you yes, know, yes. you know, when your stomach, you just, you, and you can't stop yeah. and your gut hurts. The next day, to you me, that, feel that's like the you ultimate laugh. Fell down the that's stairs. the orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when your stomach, when you're laughing so hard, you've lost it and your stomach hurts. That's, that's, I, this guy's done this to me many times. I've known him for a long time. I just think he's one of the funniest guys. And I'm so glad he agreed to be to be uh, on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we have with us tonight Mr. Jeff Altman. All Hello, right. Jeff. Bill, it, it's great. Uh, we, we've, got two, we've got three people on the phone. Yeah. It's technology. Not on the phone. I'm, well, however this is coming to you guys. Uh, <laughs> Jeff's not real technical, but I'll tell you to know that, Jason. Uh, he doesn't have a, a Facebook page. You don't have a Facebook page still, right? No, I, I just, uh, all I have is uh, my Bearcat radio here, and I like to talk to truckers. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good. So we're really lucky to have him on here. It's a good CW. It's a good CW McCall, Jeff. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. I love. I love that. Uh, that. Uh, what was it? What was it called? Uh, Convoy. 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 Convoy by C. W. McCall. <laughs> My dad got caught it. up in that whole CB craze in the seventies. He had a whole whip antenna and a rig in the living uh, room. Oh, he loved that. He loved the CB man. Uh. <laughs> so, so Jeff, um, where did you and I meet? I don't remember. Was it? Was it? Um, was it the show? Uh, I think it was. It was. It was it a Scientology mixer? <laughs> <laughs> Free clinic. That's not, it that's not my line. It might have been. Did you do open mics and stuff before? You know the comedy store. I, I was before. Op I was before open mics. Really? Bill, I'm 91 go? years old. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, but you know, there was that little place. Did you ever work that? Speaking of Scientology, did you ever work that little place across the street from that giant Scientologist castle they had there in Hollywood? 
Uh, you mean the one on La Brea? Still there, right? No, no, no. The one up on Fountain over there by the canyon. It was a little. Oh, yes. Like a oh, that gigantic, bu- that gigantic building, which they pay cash for, you know. Right. It was It's like an old hotel. You can see it from the freeway. It's giant. It's Scientology. But they had yeah. a little comedy club, and they were all Scientologists in there. And I didn't know what a Scientologist was. I thought it was just like a high-tech school for scientists. And you, 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 <laughs> I just, uh, but they, they had a great little comedy club there. Oh, that's great. Anyway, did you work these little places? I never worked the little places. Uh, my, my story, Bill, is 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 a strange one because I came out to California in '74 when the Comedy Store was only two years old, and Mitzi had kind of just gotten it. And it was a Saturday night, and there weren't enough uh, people to go on stage. And it was like 12:30 at night, and they'd run out of comics. So I ran over to Mitzi. I was sitting in the audience, and I said, uh, "Mitzi, I do a few impressions." And she said, what's your name? <laughs> I said, well, it's, I said, it's Altman, Jeff Altman. All right, Altman, well, you can go up on stage and do some time. So I, I ran up on stage and did most of David Fry's act. <laughs> oh, yes, David Fry. I did, too. And uh, 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 some stuff I used to do at a fraternity house. And, uh, you know, uh, she, she, you know, it was so, it was awful, but, you know, Mitzi didn't know how good, good could be at the time. The good, really good guys hadn't come along and she right. said, well, you, you can come back. And so, <laughs> so I, everybody's got a Mitzi, man. That's a good one too. It's like, it's yeah. like every, well, S- every SNL alum has a Lorne and every comic that was, that was on the road for that period of time does a note perfect mitzi you know no, so, that's right on the money oh so good yeah i love it yeah so do you do, do you anyway. remember what this 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 fraternity bit that you did do you remember what that was oh it was uh something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I, good god no one's ever asked me that question bill really uh, uh well something we're, we're uh 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 Jimmy Stewart is is riding on a horse, and, and he and he hits his nuts on on the saddle horn, <laughs> and, and, and you know, you can't keep riding up the hill. I can't stand it. The pain's killing me. <laughs> and then Walter Brennan was in it. And, 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 oh, and, and, these are the impressions I did too. <laughs> Well, you know, wow. so, so you started out as an impressionist, and I know you. I, I know later on, I, you know, you did impressions in your act and stuff. But you started, you like me, uh, you thought well, you wanted to be an impressionist, but you found out you well, were actually funnier than you were an impressionist. Well, I started. Out, I, I never called myself an impressionist. I think I called myself a comic impressionist. Okay. And uh, that was in the first couple of years, and then by two two years in. At the comedy store, uh, uh, I had gotten an act together, and uh, you know, uh, it, it was uh, just an impression here and an impression there, right? Similar right. to yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I did a great Billy Graham, and I did this impression. I'd written. I, see, I went to the Times Restaurant out there. Did you ever do that? Out to the Times Restaurant. It's right where Jerry's Deli was in Studio City. It was a jazz club, and that's where I kind of started doing stuff. And I did a Billy Graham impression. And then I went to the comedy store and saw Jim Stahl. 
do Billy Graham. And I thought, well, shit, I can't top that. <laughs> I mean, he looks yeah. like him. And so I kind of got away from the impressionist things. And that's when I started doing impressions of things instead of people. Uh, sure. Well, like garbage trucks. Yeah, like, right. That was, yeah, the first thing. To get people's attention. That's really what it was. What the, what the hell can I do to get people's attention? Now, do I remember correctly or not? Did, didn't you used to come out and within about a minute of coming out and talking to the audience, grab yourself by the head and slam your head into the stool and fall on the floor? Yeah, that was uh, that was the way I opened. I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I, you know, I had to open. I had no material, so I, I had to open strong and end strong. And so the only thing I could think to do was fling myself against a bar stool and go up into the air and down onto the floor. But finally, I I, I started writing a. <laughs> Just, just thinking of that. But finally, I, I wrote a little intro for it, you know. Bill, before uh -huh. that, you, before that, before I slammed my head on the bar stool, when I was first, <laughs> in the first year I was on at the comedy store, I'd yeah. actually take a running leap, jump as high as I can up into the air and then onto the stage. And when I would get onto the stage... I, I would say, I'm on, asshole, I'm on! Exactly like someone had thrown me onto the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and then, of course, as, as Letterman would say, the, the bar stool started up, and that's when I got into technical comedy. <laughs> technical. <laughs> oh, God. Now, now I remember... Working with you is out there uh, in the valley at Murray Langston's showbiz. Remember that? Uh, Murray Langston's showbiz sure comes to yeah, mind. Yeah, he had that little bar. He had that bar. And, and it's there. a little showroom. Yeah, it was a little showroom. I remember because <clears> it had drums up there, and you'd get up there and beat on the drums. <laughs> and right. uh, Vic Dunlop was, was the cook. And um, Deborah Winger was a waitress. <laughs> And Michael Keaton used to come in and, and do comedy. And, of course, Murray Langston. Uh, and it was a whole slew of comedians would go out there because I hadn't been to the comedy right. store yet. Yeah. You remember that little place? Oh, I certainly do. The showbiz. Yeah. The showbiz, <clears throat> Way up yeah. on Lancashire. Right. Nobody went up there. He had nobody in there. It was just, you know, we were doing shows for each other. <laughs> there were more Sandy comics there than patrons. Yes, there were. There were, and it didn't last very long, but it was kind of where I started, uh, you know, you know, doing stuff. Now, really, uh, a lot of, yeah, that's that's kind of when I started. Sandy Barron used to come in, and that's where Letterman, Letterman used to come out there in that red truck of his with uh, yep. the Abraham Lincoln beard and the, the dog. <laughs> the dog. Yeah, he had a dog. That 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 dog of his. Uh, yep, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where I kind of started because I wanted to be funny when I got to the comedy store. I didn't want to go through uh, enough about me. I was just talking about me. Uh, now, a lot of people don't know. Let's go back further and I'll be on the comedy store. We usually we'll work non-linear here. When you okay. were a kid, uh, you're, what was it your dad did for a living? Uh, he, he was in, a sales manager for a, a large company out of Chicago called Dawes Laboratories. And they manufactured um, uh, pharmaceuticals that could be put into cattle's feed and, and, you know, feed for chickens, 
cattle and stuff like that. Like, for instance, vitamin B, uh, pentothenic acid, choline, uh, stuff like that. And he was the eastern sales manager for the company. So he'd get and, on the phone and go, uh, yeah, Curly, well, what, do you, what do you need? A carload of uh, riboflavin? Uh, coming up, pal. <laughs> and you do your dad and your act in many tributes. Well, my God, well, my oh, dad was... But, you know, a lot of people don't know that your dad was an acclaimed magician. Close up. Oh, uh, not only acclaimed, but Jason the man uh, was revered. He was he was a salesman, but he was respect highly respected close up magician. Really, absolutely with, with fabulous. Yeah, huh? That's right. And um, with, are there any films of your dad doing magic? I have him on film in 1960 with a guy, a gambler, and uh, uh, that's the only film that I I, I possess of him doing anything with cards, but he didn't, he, he didn't do it, do anything. I don't have anything of my dad, uh, doing stuff, but I think I know where it might be uh-huh. anyway, but so he, he was really, one of the, really he was one of the show ten, business. He, say that again, Bill. I'm sorry. I said he never really went into show business and on the road or anything. He never, I mean, it was just something he, he did. That he he certainly could have. He was handsome and articulate and, uh, wow. uh, had great routines and stuff, and uh, wow. he could. I mean, I I, I have seen funny? him perform. And, and yeah, yeah, funny in in a way that was different than I. I if I'm funny that that way, um, but uh, uh, yes, funny. Well, when I'm saying that's such a dichotomy, you got this guy who's like a high end, almost scientific type salesman mm-hmm. guy, and then there's this show business magical side of him too. He must have been quite a guy. Mm. Well, I, I wouldn't have put him in the science category, but um, oh, really, uh, well, he was a businessman. Uh, he wasn't in show business. Yeah, right. No, no, he he was not in show business, but he knew something about show business because his his brother Al Altman, who was born in the late eighteen hundreds, was the uh, talent scout for Metro Goldwyn Mayer on the East Coast, and actually discovered oh. such pe- such people as Jimmy Stewart, Joan Crawford, uh, uh, Bob Hope. Uh, gave them their first screen tests. Wow! Oh wow! So, so you do have show business uh, in, in your past beyond. Uh, yeah, beyond your yeah. I, I, okay. That's I. I do. Uh, I, yes, <laughs> my uncle was in show business big time. <laughs> so, but he passed when, away, when did, Bill. He passed oh, away he? in 19, 1965. Uh, and um, your uncle or your I dad? Was, well, my my uncle. My uncle, oh, uncle right, was yeah. just a lot, a good amount older than my dad. Oh, I and, see. Okay. Yeah, and so he passed away in '65 at the age of 67, I think, or oh. eight. Yeah, and um, so, but he, uh, he, he's the one that got my father started with magic, and oh. uh, so that that's that's how my father Did got. He do my magic father too? got. Ex- What's that? Did he do magic too, your uncle? Uh, yes. Not nearly oh, okay. like my dad, though. Oh, really? Wow. And then it passed on to you. And here's the thing. Jeff is an acclaimed close-up magician. He doesn't create a highly respected among magicians for, for his close-up work. Well, wow. thank you. Wow. So is that, yeah. the, is that the lineage? I mean, did your father know other mag- uh, magicians of the time? And is, oh, yeah. Were there, they all knew him. Yeah. Is, uh, I mean, he, must, he has a reputation among magicians now even, right? 
absolutely. Uh, there are certain moves that are named after my father. Uh, yeah, and, that's cool. Uh, yeah. That's you know, cool. and yeah, uh, there's a move in, with a deck of cards called the Altman Trap. And, uh, <laughs> I never knew that. See, now that's making it, man. That's you know, that's like that's <laughs> legacy you. right there. <clears throat> I tell you, Jason, you know what this, you know what Jeff did for me one time. Listen to this. Yeah, he took me to lunch with Ricky J. Because <laughs> Jeff said, "Hey, you want to go to that's lunch?" Right. I said, "Yeah." He goes, "I'm going with a buddy of mine." And I said, oh, okay. Oh, he goes, eh, this guy, you might know him, Ricky J. I went, holy fuck. <laughs> Let me go get, I was very, there was a hamburger hamlet up there on Sunset. Yes, yeah. I don't know what you, I, I think I highly embarrassed Jeff. <laughs> what are you, Man. crazy? We had a great no, time. I remember that night. Oh, I know, I know, I know. That, that was I, I had the really lobster weird. bisque. <laughs> <laughs> Now let's let's uh, so 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 you figured out you you were funny you, and and you went to L.A. How did you get from Syracuse, New York? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, did you go I, to New I, York? Were you part of the New York comedy scene at all? No, I came straight to the no, coast. I, so. I graduated from college, right? And. Uh, uh, so I went from Syracuse, graduated from high school, went to Baltimore, four years of college, and that's where I got to, really to good. To be what? Stars. Pardon me? To be what? Um, I, 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 I started off, I was pre-med, and then I hit really? calculus freshman year. Yeah. Wow. And then I hit cal- calculus freshman year, and uh, my life changed. In what way? Well, I, 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 I didn't understand uh, a fucking word the guy said from the minute I walked into the yeah. door. <laughs> you, you ran into an educational wall. Man. You're, you're, yes, yeah, uh, you're, that, was, that was the end of my day. We were just talking about something like that, weren't we? I feel like this is a theme that comes up often where... You know, people people have one on one experience with the Peter principle where they <laughs> just crash. Yeah. So you came up right. to the figure and, and, and you said to yourself, Okay, this is I can't go any further with this. I uh, I I just I just said to myself, listen, you just took the midterm and got an eight. <laughs> I got an eight on the midterm. This out is of out 10? of a hundred. No, out of a hundred. <laughs> I got eight. And and I think I maybe answered the first question right, which was what what course is this calculus? <laughs> oh. After that, I had no idea what was happening. Really? I just I, I, so I dropped the course, and uh, strangely, in order to be a full time student, you had to be taking twelve credits. So I was taking fifteen credits. I dropped the four credit course calculus. I was now taking eleven credits, a credit less than being a full time student. I could have technically been drafted and sent to Vietnam, mm-hmm. but. For some reason, that never happened. I stayed. I stayed the course, and I graduated. And during the time I was in Baltimore, I met uh, uh, two or three or four good, really, really good card guys, and and that's when I started getting really, really interested in in, in card magic. So you you graduated, and you have a degree in in what? Medicine, calculus? No. <laughs> Like anthropology, no, isn't it? Uh, you, you said you graduated. <laughs> what I graduated in, uh, I was I was supposed to graduate in '73, but I didn't have enough credits when when I was uh, uh, 
so I had to take a, a stay there for another summer. So technically, I graduated in '74, and in that same year, I was standing on stage at the Comedy Store, as I had uh-huh. just mentioned. So it was quite a quite a change from the academics of a place yeah. uh, like like uh, you know. And uh, but I, I had visited Hollywood. A, I had visited Hollywood a couple of times before uh, uh-huh. while I was in college and gone to the Magic Castle. So what I wanted to do when I graduated from school is go out to the West Coast and become a funny doing impressions card guy. Oh. <laughs> and that oh. was my hope and dream. Wow, a three-way threat. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so so, uh, so you had this degree. I want to get this straight now. You had this degree that you graduated. So what, what kind of job could you have gone and gotten? Uh, doing magic at the Magic Castle. <laughs> okay, okay. So you okay. so you went out to Magic Castle, which we all know is a revered uh, place in North Hollywood. It's a castle. It looks like a castle. And I've been there a couple of times. You got to know somebody. How'd you get in? You didn't know anybody when you came to town, did you? Uh, yes, I did. I, I knew uh, so I knew a couple of magicians, and yeah, so uh, uh, and so the the first. No- day that I went and looked for a place to live, I went with a guy named Mike Skinner, who is a very, very famous magician and, uh, uh, among magicians. And, um, uh, you know, aside from Houdini, most people can't name a magician, David Copperfield, maybe, but, uh, right, right. but, but, but up sleight of hand, uh, up sleight of hand is, uh, you know, something that's pretty unto itself. So I, I went out there, and Mike Skinner and I drove around, and I found a place that was walking distance from the Magic Castle and lived there for two years, and that's, that's how I got started. And then you decided to go to the comedy store, and then you started One, working uh, at the comedy store a lot. I, 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 I decided— you were, you were one of the top guys when I got there. Oh, thanks, Bill. Uh, I—, I um, I realized it was much, much easier to make people laugh by going, Phil Diamond, than, than saying, oh, was your card the seven of diamonds? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you, um, and then you, so you worked at, like me, you worked at the comedy store for, for a long time, and then you started getting, what was the first uh, national stand-up appearance you did? I'll bet it was the same as you, Bill. What? Merv Griffin. That's right. Yeah. That was yep. right. Mm. And yeah, that was a big a deal. That was a big deal oh, back in those yeah. days. Because there wasn't all the daytime programming sure, yeah, and no. billion channels there were. No, absolutely You know, there was not. maybe, no, there was maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, if you had four or five channels in a, in a big city, you had a lot. And, well, uh, you know, and, 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 and then Merv came, came on every day. Yeah, Merv owned Showbiz for a while. You know. Oh, he. Was, yeah, he that's was exactly the right. Low goal. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. No, I'm not. That's. I, I. I understand. I understand his importance. Yeah, absolutely. So how many prisons did you do? Oh God, I don't know. I, I, I did. I, the first year I was out there, which was that I decided to turn pro was 1975 and I did like five, I got paid for five Mervs and, and wow. uh, did three. Oh, well, hey. <laughs> Jeez. 
Uh, and then you got into acting. Now, yeah, you I, took, I, did you, I, I, did you, I, you know how I got into acting? Anymore? Yeah, I got I into acting though from doing commercials. I did a lot That's of commercials. Right. You owned, you owned commercials there for a few years. You were on yeah, all for sorts a few, of stuff. For a few years there, I was getting commercials uh, left and right, and uh, uh, it was it was great fun. You know, it was uh, it was just uh, great. You work yeah. and they send you money. That's exactly right. How and does, how did, and you have that real one every man kind of look. And right? uh, you were very successful. You did tons of commercials. I never did that many commercials, but I loved doing them. Just and then let's see, you were on the Dukes of Hazard. Right. And, and uh, uh, established character on that. And I remember the uh, sitcom, uh, you did Nurses. Yeah, I did Nurses. Uh, with Stephanie Hodge and a lot of other That's, people. I was trying to remember her name, Stephanie Hodge and some other people. That, that was a funny show. It was, uh, it was okay. It was okay for, you know, it was sitcom-y. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, they had some very good talented people on the set. Uh, minus myself, but, uh, uh, they, uh, <laughs> they had, uh, they had a lot of good guys and girls. So, um, Tell us, um, how did uh, how did you get Pink Lady? Oh, uh, it's, it's a fascinating happen? story. Pink Lady. So, and it's, sorry, it's I. You know, I've never <laughs> asked you this question. Yeah. I know a lot of shit about you, and I've never asked you that. Even though I was the warm up guy <laughs> on the show, but I never, I've never asked you how how exactly it happened. And, well, and if you don't know, should, if you're listening, you don't know. Let me just we, yes. it was a it was a Sid and Marty Croft production yeah. from the 1970s, and they had Donnie and Mary had gone on and been successful, and Sonny and Cher. It was the years of all those variety shows with two two people, and Pink Lady and Chef was this uh, hit uh, <laughs> Japanese. Uh, I don't know if they were sisters. Uh, uh, no. s- singers. They weren't. Oh, okay. Okay. So these two girls from Japan called Pink Lady, and they were a big hit over there. And somebody said, "Hey, let's bring them over here." And then I guess what happened? They called Jeff well, Altman and said, "Hey." Well, well, uh, the story goes, I think, something like this: uh, Someone came up to me on the street in Hollywood and asked me if I would like to ruin my career in six months. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and I said, "Sure, I got nothing better to do than ruin my career." I think you almost hit one of those stomach things again. Should we? Should we? Okay. Should we? Should we include the fact that this series and listen, it's you know, it's on TV guides list of the 50 worst tv shows of all time it's it's number 35 on that list i was just gonna say that it was 30 35 yeah do you is that oh man i would okay i'd love that i just now, there's something listen, about that listen, that i love listen out of this sewage came a lot of great stuff for me I, yeah um, sure I, absolutely I, I, I got to work with somebody who hadn't been on television for years uh-huh. uh probably one of the greatest of all time Sid Caesar uh-huh oh yeah I sure. did three shows uh Jim Varney was, was a regular on the say, show yes. oh Jim, Jim Varney, Varney yeah. yeah and let's see uh, uh Jerry Lewis came on and did an episode of the show that was unbelievable. oh how was that 
Oh, what a time that was. He he, uh, he came into my room. He said, now, I'm, I'm going to tell you. He said, now, listen, I could take over the show if I wanted. You know, I mean, I could take over the show. <laughs> and he said, but I'm not going to do that. Cut to him out on the main floor, screaming up at the director, Artie, Artie. <laughs> and, and just literally, literally, not only taking over the show, but directing it and everything else. It was unbelievable. But I got to tell you, what a great guy he was. He was really kind of a, a really nice man. And uh, at least he was to me. And uh, so uh, subsequently, we always had a pretty good relationship, although not oh, a deep one. Great. Yeah, you always yeah. get yeah you, you always get something out of it. We're just yep. working with with people. So, so, so really though, but <laughs> honestly now, how how did you get it? Did somebody call you up? Marty Croft call you up? Your agent call you up? Did you audition for it? You remember Lenny Schultz used to go, these managers and agents. Well, who are they? Who are these people? These managers and agents. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was on I was on NBC's list of guys that were under contract at the time, 1979, uh-huh. and uh, I guess it was just because my name was Altman. They went down the list and said, <laughs> oh, "Altman, yeah, Altman." And so, so RCA owned the girls, and they were like the Beatles in Japan. Oh, yeah, right. Mm. And uh, so uh, they, they they thought that I think RCA had the thoughts that if they could break them on national TV in the states, it would just be another trillion dollars. Huh. And so, sure enough, uh, Fred Silverman came to us and said, "Would Jeff like to do this uh, new new show? It's a variety show, and we'll get it stacked with lots of good people. Uh, we'll make the head writer Mark Evanier, and you know Mark's credentials. Oh yeah, and." Uh, he was terrific, and as was uh, many of the people that were on the show, including yeah Jim Varney and uh, uh, just just a load of people that were that were great. But the concept of the show had had seen its day. The day was coming just on the horizon when David Letterman would appear and change the course of the way we we looked at TV. Mm-hmm. That's but I mean that's this very is, interesting. But these 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 uh, girls didn't speak any English. Um, that's true. Yes, that's correct. My so, friend. that's kind of a, that's a big hurdle. Anyway, so wow. how how do they do how do they do the jokes? Uh, how well, do they... I I I, no, I noticed we were in, and and I don't mean to make this sound uh, in any way no, like no, uh, of course not. But I mean, but I I'll just tell you that when I first met them, I knew the show was in trouble. We were told they could speak fluent English, and I walked into the dressing room and, and I. Was introduced to them. I said, "Hi, girls. How was the flight over?" And they said, "Hello, Jeff." Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so they had them. They had them memorizing the jokes like phonetically. Exactly. <laughs> God. Most of most of the most of it was frenetic. Uh, frenetic. Yes, frenetic. That's and, frenetic and uh, frenetic. Yeah, boy. Exactly. Um, uh, they did okay. They didn't do such a, a terrible job. No. But if we had taken no, a little, remember. if we had taken a little more time to have maybe, instead of trying to say be sweet to the girls, had I taken the attitude of um, 
come on, we're in the United States, you know, and just cuffed one of them real hard. <laughs> you know, that that kind of thing would, 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 wouldn't have gone over well with, with the, the, the women's movement, but nevertheless, it would have made for funny comedy. Oh. <laughs> now, you did uh, how, how many Letterman shows did you do? Oh, I don't know, between 40 and 45, I guess. Wow. Wow. I remember you and I would always watch when you were George Miller. Our good oh, friend George I love, Miller. I, I love George, George man. Uh, George is- yeah, I wish I could have him on the show. Oh man. <laughs> he was uh, George was one of uh one of the snidest people. <laughs> would you just say snide is a pretty good word for what he was? Sarcastic snide, uh, 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 guarded. He could, he couldn't even be b- no. belittling sometimes, but it was always <laughs> funny. Afterwards, you yeah, say to yourself, but no f- for instance, he told me once, he said, come on, Altman, why don't you just go see a psychiatrist and be done with it? <laughs> <laughs> he had no filters. He had no filters. <laughs> no. I remember was one time he and I were on a plane and this pretty nice looking girl came and sat like right down in between us. This is when it was Phil. So she said, and it was like a half hour flight and she, this girl just said, well, you know, I'm just going to college. And then my mother told me the thing and we're doing this and I, I want to go on vacation in Germany next year. And I think I might take some sort of lesson. And it just went on for a half hour. <laughs> and then the plane landed and then we were going to continue, but she got off. So she gets right. all right. I'm gonna believe. I'm gonna go see my father. He's gonna be in a <laughs> George. After she's gone, George turns to me and says, "Well, she certainly does like to talk about herself, doesn't she?" <laughs> <laughs> That's George. Uh, That's to a George. T. <laughs> I laugh. I go, "Yeah, George. That pretty much sums it up." George. <laughs> he was a character. George. George was probably one of the most prolific among us. He, he wrote tons and tons of material. And you won't believe this, Bill. Uh, uh, I, he left all his jokes and material and all that stuff to me. Oh, really? Yeah. So occasionally wow. I do, I do, I'll do a George joke in my act. Oh, okay. <laughs> here, 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 here's, a, here's a great George Miller joke that, that okay. I, I don't think I've ever done on stage. Maybe once. Uh, he was getting ready for, uh, the, he was talking about some, some idiot fight or some big Russian dumb fighter. And, um, uh-huh. we knew he was going to come over here and have Mike Tyson just kill him. So <laughs> he said, he said, this guy would sit down every day and undergo hypnosis in an effort to help him, you know, through it. Yes. Day after day, he would repeat, I will enjoy being knocked out. I will enjoy being knocked out. I will enjoy. Yeah. Oh, I always liked his jokes about when he came to, came, first came to town, <laughs> and he was warned there were gay people in town. Right. <laughs> and something about the salt and pepper, and, and the guy asked George for the pepper, and George goes, "Why do the gays like a lot of pepper on their food?" I don't know. It was just some sort of strange. He was very, she was a very strange man. He was hilarious though, but he was him. I'm mean, what you saw is what you got. That was oh, he was great. Uh, I love George. Uh, um, I loved him, man. He was great. He was really great and very good to me. Mm. All right. Let's, let's play a little game. Name the obscure comedian. Oh. What is the most obscure comedian that you can remember, remember from the comedy stores? Hold, hold on. Wait a it. minute. 
used to work there all the time. Um, Think of me. Can it be a team? Sure. Uh, just a second here. Hold on. Uh, uh, the Petraeus brothers. Wow. You got no, I'm kidding, Bill. There was, there was no Petraeus oh. brothers. I can't. I can't <laughs> think of these guys' names. Well, when oh. I say them, when I, when I say them, you're, you're, you're gonna you're, you're gonna hit the deck. Do you remember these guys? Really? They were twins. They were twins. Yeah, I do. They used to think about being and, born, and they, about the baby being born. That's right, the baby being born. Yes. The, bir- the birthing. They, they were the yes. something brothers. The Yeah. <clears throat> Those guys, they would be uh, pretty. <laughs> and and I, did, I did a gig once with them as the opening act, me as the middle act. Them. And, and Jay Leno as the closer over at Loyola College, Loyola mm-hmm. University. And, you know, on the way home, you know, you just hear Leno going, yeah, I mean, you know, they're good. I mean, they go out and do their thing. But, I mean, you know, I mean, Miss Altman, come on, you know. <laughs> She's, uh, what, what, you got a, uh, let's see. Have you got a bad heckler story for us? Worst bad heckler. Yeah. Bad heckler. Talk about hecklers here. Because hecklers are, are people that we don't like here on the show. <laughs> Most comedians have a bad. Have you, maybe nobody's dared to heckle you. Maybe you look so unstable up on stage. No one wants to mess with. Have you never had a heckler mess with you? Bill, let me ask you a question before I forget about it. Did you ever yeah. work a club in Newport called the Beach Ball? Mm, no. It was right on the beach. No. Yeah, Denny and myself and Thomerson were the only ones I think that that did it, and it was like fifty bucks for the night, which in nineteen seventy six was a lot of money for the night. And um, uh, somebody went up on stage and pulled the knife on Denny. <laughs> <laughs> this is Denny Johnston. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and that's the worst heckling story I've ever heard. <laughs> um, uh, but to me, the worst heckle, uh, I, I, I once, in, in 40 years of doing stand-up, or 45 years of doing stand-up, um, I, I only left the stage one time, and that was in oh. Detroit, and it was in Detroit, and these people weren't heckling. They were just drunk and talking amongst themselves. Yeah. And they were sitting right up front. So I start. I started off by saying, "Hey, folks, come on, uh, uh, you know, let's go. We're, we're doing a show up here. How about this?" And I walked in front of them and waved my hands like, "You know, I'm here." And people laughed. And the first couple things back and forth were pretty funny, but they did. It didn't stop. So finally, at the end, it, it, when I had run out of every thought I had in my body to get these people to shut up. I said, if you don't be quiet, I'm just going to have to leave you now. And sure enough, <laughs> they started up again, and I, and I just marched off the stage. And they, they got rid of the people, and I got back on and finished. But um, th- that was the worst time I ever had with anybody in the audience. <laughs> but Jeff, listen, it's been a pleasure. You made me laugh again, like where my stomach hurts. Uh, well, thank and, you. Um, and I just have, I feel like I, you know... 
we've left something out. There's got to be all sorts of stuff. Well, we've we've had a similar career. You and I have had a similar career. You know, I mean, we did a lot of different kind of stuff. We were on the road together doing that Budweiser tour together for a while. Oh yeah, the Budweiser thing. Yeah, we had our famous cluck incident at at a Japanese restaurant (laughs) in, uh, 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 or I think it was a Chinese restaurant actually in in uh, in uh, Chicago. (laughs) We were with with, uh, that guy. Segman, Segman, Seligman. What was oh, his Joe name? Segmans. Joe Segman. Joe Segman. Segman. Who was who, a nice guy, but wasn't such a nice guy. I know you got nice into guy. a thing with him legally. He, he, I remember who, me? some sort of thing about him. Yeah, didn't you get into a thing with him about them? No, no I just, I just, I, 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 I just, I think I, I reported uh, one of his record labels to the uh, uh, to to Astra. Because he was making yeah. records, he was making records with no one's permission. With you know, and you'd, yeah. you'd, be, on, you'd be on a record somewhere, right? Yeah. You know, before we close here, I just I want to tell you one of the funniest things I've ever seen Jeff Altman do. Okay. And this was the same thing. We were on this. <clears throat> we were on this. I I I don't know if you remember this, Jeff. We were with right. Joe Sigmund, and we were in Chicago, outside of Chicago, and we were staying at like a Hilton hotel, and we had just we were. Just coming in from out, and it was over by the banquet areas, you know, where the the, the banquet rooms are. Right. And it was this big wide hallway that ran outside the banquet rooms. And as you walked down there, there was the back door to a bar that was in the hotel. The front door was in the lobby, but they had this back door, and it kind of looked like a little tavern thing. And uh, there was nobody around. <laughs> And it was me and uh, Jeff and Joe Sigmund. And Jeff just veers out. Now, this is a wide, this is a wide uh, hallway now, okay, about 20 feet wide. Okay. But he just veers off and goes over to this tavern door, opens it up, steps inside, and I hear him say, are any of you fags in here gonna? And then he shuts the door. <laughs> That's what I hear. There's a beat. One, two. Three, the door comes flying open. Jeff comes flying backwards out of this, like like 18 people had punched him in the face. He what? comes flying backwards out of this door, falls on his back, rolls backwards, backwards somersaults, and lands flat on his face like Jesus on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Uh, I'm just thinking about it. Do you remember doing this? Uh, yeah, I don't think I went. In, I, 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 I don't you think did. The, you yelled there. Any of you fags in here gonna something? It was something that was gonna start a fight, whatever it was. And then you came out of there like somebody had punched you. I couldn't, and you I I couldn't stop laughing for like ten minutes. Well, now 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 that we've insulted the entire LBGQ, yeah. why? Well, this was know? back then. Yeah. This was yeah, back was then. Back then. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's well, right. we, we've had a, we, we, we've had a great, a lot of great times together, Bill. We're, we're not we're not politically correct around here. No, it was just a hilarious. Uh, thing. I'm sure we could find that scene in a movie. But uh, you just have like, made me laugh so much over the years. And well, I yeah, appreciate you as one of my special friends. So thanks for coming on, Jason. You got anything you want to say, Jeff? Before. <laughs> No, no. Jason, saying, um, thank you for being with us. <laughs> hey, was it? Uh, <laughs> I was. Uh, was it the Rico brothers? 
Yes. yes! Was that it? Yeah, I did a little digging. Yeah! I was like, I. It was the Rico yes, brothers. Yeah. That's right. I did a little digging. Yeah, I figured. Oh I, my God! One of those things the, the, that the bugs Rico. the shit out of you. I said, you know what? I'm going to help him out here. And uh, how did you figure that uh, out? Yeah, how did you find that out? I looked for. I See, looked. He does things like I, this. I looked for like a, a list of uh, like a history of paid regulars at the comedy store and filtered any acts with the word brothers in it and the first thing i came up with was the rico brothers which was that's exactly which was oh actually a thing gosh. which was a thing from star wars so i think they named themselves after this it seems like Bill, they named uh, themselves after a pair of very good yeah. jugglers from like <laughs> right. a star wars movie or something i don't know anyway. do you remember those two sisters the two sisters were one played the accordion the feral sisters the freckle sisters no. The Fr- Frankel sisters. Yes. The Frankel, yes, the Frankel sisters. sisters. See, he didn't, and then he did when I said the uh, name. How, how many the people have said? How many people have said named Brian Lord? Yeah, I was going to mention him, Robert Lord. Robert. Robert Lord. Lord. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's Robert right. Lord. That's the that's the guy I always mention, Robert Lord. He's really <laughs> obscure. Yes. yes. He came and went. There were these guys that came, and they were there a few free months. They were all right, and then boom. And some of them were some uh, of them were okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay, Jay, you remember Jay, um Sham uh, Sham Pain? Uh, uh, not Chappelle. Uh, Day, um, Sam Quasman. Oh, f- no, no, not Sam Quasman. <laughs> no, the, the day the guy, good looking guy, played a guitar. Anyway, he he's uh, I'm going to hate myself. Uh, he he's still doing it. He went back to Indianapolis, and he makes a good living working around Indianapolis, and has for years. Huh. Oh, mm. Champel, Champel, Shampoo. Oh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, it it's, it's been fun, Jeff. It was you know it was yeah. the golden age of comedy. Well, thank you, sir. As I said, I'm, I'm turning 92 in a few months, and so you know, I <laughs> I, I I used to hold a, a Jack Benny cigar. And when I say I held a cigar, baby, I held a cigar. You know, a lot of people don't know this, Bill, but uh, uh, Liberace, bless him, died of a stroke. This kind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right, you guys. Jason. Okay. And and you're worried worried about the fang? Jesus. Oh, Jeff. Jeff, it's been a pleasure. I, I think this is one of the funniest shows we've we've done. <laughs> well, that's a lot of it. Really is. A lot. And Jesus was on. Jesus yeah, we had was on Jesus, a couple you know. weeks ago. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, he's Can't beat it. Okay, Jeff. Take care, man. Good See luck you, Bill. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye, Bye-bye. Jeff. Bye-bye. This is a Kirkenbauer half an hour to the second power with Bill Kirkenbauer and Jason Lillet. Post-production by Chad Watson. Sponsored by ClearClick and CAD Audio, a Legends of Comedy production.